0: warriors. Hey, it's good to be here with you guys. Um, Just having uh, the men's retreat this year at the wilderness. um, You can't hear me? No, I can't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) At the wilderness ministry, uh, as the Lord ordained it, it was canceled different times and you were called. To come to this uh, first ever men's gathering here at the ranch. So it's pretty cool when men get together under the banner of Jesus Christ as Lord and King. So the Lord um, as He's gonna move in all our lives through the teachings to the time of fellowship, to the time of getting to know one another. As warriors, we have the same common bond that the Lord is our King. And and for us to be able to do life together, and for us to get to know one another and be transparent with one another, that's what life is all about on this side of eternity. So just a couple of, uh, you know, when you got a camp, you got rules because you got a whole bunch of crazy dudes That they want to do their own things. Uh, Just to give you guys a heads up. If you think you're super spiritual. That you have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And get along with God. uh, The only thing I ask. Is that you don't become panther or bear meat. (laughs) Because we have panthers and bears in the property. There's coyotes. There is... Eastern Diamond Bag, there's water moccasins, there is that. So just to say do not go, oh, I'm gonna go explore by myself, it's not wise. Uh, so if you want to get along with God and you feel that you need to get up, this is there's no lights here, so <laughs> if you walk twenty feet you're gonna be by yourself. <laughs> you don't have to go far. There is picnic tables uh, there right uh, across from the cow pins. If you look at those sticks, those fences, those are uh, cow pins. So right next to it, there is uh, uh, picnic tables. Behind uh, the other bunkhouse, there is chairs and stuff. You guys can get along with the Lord, do your devils, and, and, and do your stuff, which is cool. You know, to go and seek Him. But don't try to be a spiritual superman that then something happens to, to you, and then we have to be looking for the buzzers to see, <laughs> for them to be pointing to see where you're at. So, uh, just uh, uh, the rest of the stuff, there is signs, do not throw toilet paper down the toilet. Uh, you know, some of you guys are gagging because you have always thrown your toilet paper down the toilet but uh, just uh, to keep uh, the maintenance to a minimum for us not to have to clean the septic tanks and all that stuff that goes with it. And uh, since this is the first, um, you, we had the, the youth retreat here uh, a month ago, and the Lord moved mightily, and the Lord did uh, miracles and wonders, and I cry like a little girl. And, and that's okay because when I see a heart that is broken, by the Lord, I say that person is going to spend eternity with me in heaven. Amen. So I, I, I take it all in because it reminds me where I used to be not that long ago. So uh, the Lord is just going to do business with us as we partake of his word. But before I start anything, I want to ask my pastor to come here and open us up in prayer. It's only proper. problem.
1: Hey, guys, uh, it's a joy to be here. Uh, I was not planning to say anything, so Jose got me on the spot. <laughs> you can uh, many times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But the verse that's been ringing in my heart is that God, he is looking to and fro. Right now, God, he's looking throughout the whole world. And what God wants to do is God wants to show himself strong on behalf of that man that wants to have a heart, that wants to be loyal and faithful to God. We're living in some great times. God is not looking for phony baloney. God is not looking for another compromiser or person that wants to be hypocritical. God is looking for men that want to say, Lord, I want to put it all on the line for you. And if you're here tonight and you're that kind of man or young man, God wants to show himself strong on your behalf. So God, we thank you that in a day of compromise, in a day of deception and lies and smoke and mirrors and bells and whistles we thank you that you are a god that through elijah he prayed he called on you to send fire and fire came and the false prophets of baal they saw who real god was and you are a god that when david went against goliath you showed up And you are a God today that there's nothing, Lord, no demonstration, no political movement, no religious, hypocritical, compromising uh, influence that can stand in the way of a man that wants to say, God is real. Jesus is the Savior. We need the Holy Spirit. And you've brought us here tonight. To speak to us. So God bless every man that's here. The problems, the challenges, the distractions. We put them aside. We're thankful Lord. You have purposely brought us to a place. That is not easy to get signal. Because you want to show us what it's like to get your signal. God anoint our brother Pastor Jose. Use him mightily Lord. And speak to all of us tonight in a way that we will humble ourselves before you. Our hearts would just be open to you. So you could do a work of true construction. Bless the speaker tomorrow. Bless the closing speaker. We pray for the churches here represented. And we pray for Calvary Chapel, Miami. Lord, we need you. So we pray in Jesus' name. And those warriors that agreed together said, Amen. Thank, you.
0: "Thank you, Pastor. Thank you." Um, as the theme verse is Second Timothy chapter two, verse three, and it says, "You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ." And in the days that we're living in, the signs of the times and and even as life is just so complex, even today. uh, This is just a great reminder for us as men. That life, nowhere in the Bible it says that for us, that we were going to have a perfect life. That we were going to have a life without issues and problems. And in times like this, life is going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. And sometimes there is going to be moments within our lives the life in itself is not going to make sense. We don't need to understand it. All we have to do is hang on to Jesus Christ for dear life. And then we will know that everything is going to be okay. So today, even as people, they have fear. There is people with agendas to keep us separate. The unity within the body of Jesus Christ. There is an agenda to separate, to separate us. And to make us uh, weak in the sense Because one of the things that brings uh, uh, just the power of our Lord is from when His family gets together, when His family worships together, when His family builds each other uh, up in the faith. So what a perfect agenda is demonic, is from the pit of hell, that the enemy wants to shut down the churches. And what is lawful now is not right. What is unlawful is the cool thing to do. People are going and just are acting in rebellions. And a lot of them, they don't even understand the reason that they're doing what they're doing. They're just following crowds. So... Are we going to be people that are just going to follow crowds? Or are we going to be people that are going to stay focused on our calling within our lives? The God that has given us this call in our lives. And are we going to be focused on this calling? And for us to fulfill that calling within our lives. Then at the end of our lives, whether we die of COVID... Or whether we die of a car accident. But if we fulfill God's will for our lives, then we're satisfied. Then there is a life, it doesn't matter the longevity of our time here on earth. What is important is that we fulfill God's will for our lives during the time that we were here. And one of the things that the enemy is using today... Is the fear factor to hinder us from having God to do His marvelous work within our lives. All of you guys as warriors, the Lord has trained you. The Lord has prepared you. The Lord has raised you up to be a part in His body that is a critical part in the body of Jesus Christ. We should not be looking to anybody to see how they're walking with the Lord. What we have to do is concern ourselves what God has called us to do and just respond to it. As you guys have many gifts and talents that I don't have, then we edify, we complement each other as the body of the living God, To testify to this dying world that Jesus is alive and well. But if we are supposed to be imitators of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we are supposed to be his representatives. As the living God is alive and being manifested through us. If we're falling apart, and if we are weak and anemic in our faith, what does that tell to the unbeliever? God has no power. Look at God's people, how weak and anemic they are. And that's like a spit in the face of our Lord Jesus Christ because he wants to manifest himself strong in us as warriors of the most high god we have been given a duty as warriors to be spiritual leaders of our homes to be the monetarily providers of our homes and we are supposed to be the protectors and the defenders of our homes. So, if that call lands on us as men, how are we doing it within that call in our lives? Do our wives look to us to be the spiritual leaders? Do we spend the time to invest? In our wives. The things of the spirit. Or do we get up. Take off early. To work. And just leave. Our wives. As a weaker vessel. To be devoured. By this world. As we did not put. The the thing. That God has called us. As spiritual uh, leaders. To build them up. In the face to pour into them the word of God. To wash them in the word. We ourselves as providers. Are we providing for our homes? Are we the go-to guy? Even if we have to work two jobs. To relieve our wives, we have to do what we have to do to take care of our homes. And don't whine and cry like a little boy because you got too much on your plate. Welcome to my world. It's a God given right for us to provide. And I'm going to cover some scriptures that it talks about that provision. And do we defend our families against the wiles and the schemes and the deceptions of this world? It's not just duking it out. It's duking it out in the spirit to fight. If you're having strife within your wife and you're having fights and it seems that there is something, there is a wedge in your marriage. You're supposed to fight for your marriage. Or are you throwing in the towel? I'm tired of this model. I'm going to look for a different model. But that different model comes with different options and packages that you might not afford. So work on the model you have and make her waxer, shiner, make it to be a thing of beauty. If she's not looking like that, it's because you have not been investing in your wife as the go to guy. There is a war raging on to destroy our homes and our families. And we are falling as men. We are men. Have messed up. And we need to repent. And just set. Our goals and standards. For our homes. And just put in. All our efforts. Because. There is nothing better for us men. Us Christians. To live. And live behind a living legacy. That we. Train up our childs in the way that they should go. We invested in our wives. The spiritual things of the Lord. And we fought for our homes. And that's the legacy that I want to live behind. I want to live behind a legacy. That Jose gave it all to the Lord. And he fought for his home. So if there is a deception going around. This deception that sometimes you say, What in the world is going on? It seems like everything is falling apart. It seems like life is just one obstacle after another, after another, after another. Well, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6 and let's talk about how we engage in this spiritual battle. Because it's the things of the spirit. Sometimes we tend to forget, we tend to fight this battle in the flesh. But we're gonna it's just a quick reminder of Ephesians chapter six and what Paul tells us that we are supposed to be doing as as men. So Ephesians chapter six, let's pick it up in verse ten. If if you don't have a Bible, anybody doesn't have a Bible and you need one, there's like 30 Bibles back there. Just raise up your hand and we'll just hook you up. You need a weapon. To fight this war, you need weapons. And that's the weapon that we need. Alright. All of us have weapons. Now we can engage in warfare. Okay, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So let's stop there. The first thing as Paul tells us how we need to take on this battle. How do we take on this warfare? The first thing that he tells us is we need to be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. How's your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? From a one to ten, you do your own rating. If you are a one and you think you're going to get into a battle, With that anemic, um, with that anemic kind of preparation, you're going to be wiped out to the max. Because for us to be able to take on the battle to the enemy, we have to be connected to the source of this power. Have you asked of the Holy Spirit to be filled afresh and anew on a daily basis? Jesus says, I will leave, but I will leave you with a promise. The promise of the power of God through the Holy Spirit. And you don't have, because you have not asked. I ask every day. I ask without ceasing. I ask of the Lord, Lord, give me wisdom, give me knowledge, give me discernment, make me bold, fill me with love so I can love like Jesus loved. Lord, give me the ability to look and, and just take decisions in a way that is pleasing to you. So I come to the Lord and a regular blessing and a regular um uh, day asking for blessings upon me, but I have to be in connected with Him, I have to be pleading, I have to be interceding for you guys, as you guys, all you guys, on a regular basis, people are praying for you on a regular basis, do you know that, people are praying for you, people are praying for your families on a regular basis. Now, I ask you, do you pray for anybody? Do you take time to pray for one another? Do you, when you find out that a brother is going through an issue, do you write it down and make it a point to pray and seek the Lord for him to do his stuff that he does best, miracles and wonders? My God is almighty. He's so powerful. We were talking among the pastors and the pastors meaning that four miracles just happened before our eyes. People that were with cancer, people with strokes, people were, they were struggling with their health. And now, by God, by God, comma, here comes the boom. Here comes the boom. By God, comma. Here comes the boom, because if you are not watching, then you miss. Jesus did miracles and wonders with the disciples, but He still hasn't changed. He doesn't. Are you watching? Are you looking for God to do miracles and wonders? i seen just within this week miracles and wonders. So, as I'm strong in the Lord, as I seek to hold on to the Lord, as a blessing, he makes me see the mighty work of his hands. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Do you believe that God is mighty? Who is your God? My God is the creator of the heavens and the earth, and creation itself. It speaks of the majesty of God. You want to see the majesty of God? Don't sleep in tomorrow. Wake up and look to the east. And you're going to see the sunrise and the redness and the purples and the colors. And it's going to proclaim that God is almighty and all-powerful. That's my God. And that's the power of His might. And put on the whole armor of God. As Paul writes this, there is, he's probably looking at a Roman soldier standing with his low gear. How do you get dressed if you are going to a football game? Do you put on high shorts, (laughs) a tight tank top to go play tackle football? Dude, you're going to get wiped out. (laughs) So, when you expect to go into battle, there is a preparation that needs to take place to go into battle. And there is, here Paul is saying that we need to put on armor for us to get into battle. Are you putting on this battle to engage in this warfare? that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. So by us to prepare ourselves into battle, I used to compete in martial arts. I used to, you know, compete in tournaments in Taekwondo. I didn't go, you know, I put on my gear, and when they said, get ready to fight, I wasn't. (laughs) You can't hear me. Say, let's dance. The complexion, the demeanor, everything. Now I'm in a war stand. I'm standing for war. So how are we standing? Are we putting on this armor, this thing that we need to prepare to engage into battle? And this is how the battle is fought. For we do not wrestle against flesh or blood. So it's not the riots, the people that are coming. And we got a lot of police officers here. And the police officers had to buy and fight this battle in the flesh. But behind this fleshly battle, there is a spiritual battle that is raging on. And that's for the soul of the people. And those people that are on the other side, as you got officers that are filled with the Holy Spirit, and they're standing, and this guy is punking out and is telling him stuff. He's filled, he's strong in the Lord, and that's the only way that he can make a stand against the wiles and the schemes of the enemy. Because if not, hmm. take out the stick and start lining him up like a Christmas tree. And this is the thing, this guy is named Jesus. So we don't know what's behind all this, but we know that it's a demonic battle. The uh, forces of the Lord against the forces of the devil. And this is where this battle is raging on. But against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So these are demonic powers that are raging on earth to cause this situation. You get in a fight with your wife. You blame your wife. And you come and glue on your wife. Have you ever stepped back and said, It's not her. The enemy wants to jam a wedge Because the Lord is doing a work in my kids. The Lord is doing this. And then you look at at the good things that the Lord is doing. And you don't think that the enemy is going to come and try to drive a wedge. It seems like this week everything that could go wrong is gone wrong. I was talking to my brother, no, everything that can go wrong is gone wrong this, this week. Do you think the enemy is going to be happy that you guys are here and God wants to minister to your heart so he's going to try to break us down and take us down and cancel the thing because it's too much so what do we have to do we have to make a stand and I had sometimes to make a stand sometimes we have to retreat and compose ourselves for us to come forward again, there is not anything wrong with just taking steps back. Say, okay, Lord, what do you got? What is it going on? And as the Lord speaks into your heart, then you can move forward again. Mm-hmm. So there is nothing wrong when this battle is raging up to retreat, compose yourself. But be careful that you don't continue to move backwards. Because that's what the enemy wants for you to retreat in this battle. In this battle, as the Lord has begun a good work in you, and he's faithful and just to finish it, we have to make sure that we don't retreat back to where we were. Verse 13. Therefore take up. now we have to we have to put on in verse 11 verse 13, now we have to take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done it all to stand. So what does that mean? We're going to get hit. We're going to be uh, injured, but we have to make a stand. We have to take up the armor and st- make a stand. Are you ready to make a stand? As you do all these things, have you done all these things to make up the stand? Verse 14, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shunned your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So now as we make the stand, we have to be people that are speaking the truth. As a Christian, We're required to speak the truth. A lot of times as we get into this battle, one of the things we try to uh, just manipulate the battle by coming with lies. We have to be people that stand on the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you put on the breastplate of righteousness, are you walking righteous before the Lord a lot of people a lot of people that they come to the Lord and says Lord bless me Lord hook me up and Lord I need this and lord I need that but you're not walking righteous how can a holy god bless your life if you're doing things unrighteousness how can you expect blessings from God when you yourself the fruit of the spirit of your life that is supposed to be righteousness you're not there So to receive blessings you have to walk a righteous life before God having you shun your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace as a good soldiers, we need to prepare ourselves. When we prepare ourselves with this gift, to share the good news of the Gospel of Jesus Christ to a dying world. Oh, Jose, I'm scared. That guy looks intimidating. Are you a warrior, or what are you? You're called to be a warrior, and you're called to be an evangelist. No, I don't have the gift of evangelist. To be an evangelist. Okay, but you're supposed to evangelize. When people come to you on a daily basis, people that will never come to church, do you share the gift of Jesus Christ? I'm, I'm going to understand. Let's dance. <coughs> oh, that cops look serious, dude. Uh, That cop can get you in the hospital. If you go in the hospital, you might not come out. Mm -hmm. Have you made peace with God? Mm -hmm. Do you know Jesus Christ? Just they had an inch on the throat. throat. (laughs) 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 That was an open door. So I come in. The the guy left uh, something open. So I wiggle myself in. For what? To introduce him to Jesus Christ. You need to prepare to share the good news of the gospel to people on a daily basis. Oh, I share uh, my the gospel, and they almost got saved. It was 10 years ago in the parking lot of Starbucks, and this guy was drunk, and he came to ask me for a dollar, and, you know, since he was drunk and he wasn't going to tell me a whole bunch of stuff, so I decided... To be bold and tell them about Jesus. Do you have the peace of God when somebody, maybe infected with COVID, to come and grab them and preach the gospel to them face to face? Jesus grabbed lepers and shared the gospel with them. I got a mission strip, and I remember a guy with a tumor that was the size of you know, like a melon. And he was all high, and and he was messed up. And and the kids came, who's this guy? He's scary, and he's walking. So I said, where is he? Oh, that guy there. So I zoomed right to the guy. And that guy, he was coming and I blocked him. And I looked into his eye and he looked at me. I knew he was demonically possessed. And I laid hands on him. Not by beating him up, I just, <laughs> the, the channel locks locked him up. I locked him up with the channel locks for him to be able to, you know, talk to him eye to eye. And he started talking to me in a bizarre language. So, I said, oh yeah? I got the spirit of God in me. I started speaking in tongues back, right back to him. Greater is he who is in me mm-hmm. than he who is in this world. Mm-hmm. So I engaged him. I, I I talked to the guy, and the guy told me, I'm tired. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I need rest. I said, Jesus wants to give you rest. Jesus wants to take this away from you." And I let that guy to the Lord that same night. Oh, but... Are we fearful? Do we have this peace in our hearts that we're not scared to face people at any time, anywhere? And verse 16, it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith in which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The enemy is throwing... Tomorrow, we're going to go and shoot some archery. This is going to be true. Mm -hmm. There is the bullseye. And the enemy is just going to try to shoot arrows and arrows because you are the bullseye Mm -hmm. for the enemy. And he's going to be shooting these arrows to you because he wants to take you out. As the spiritual leader as the provider as the defender of your home you guys he wants to take you out and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the Word of God take the helmet of salvation do you have assurance in your salvation Are you sure of your salvation? Well, if... I don't know. If I got Jesus in my heart and I confess with my mouth in front of a church of 3,500 people that Jesus is Lord and King of my life, then the Word says I will be saved. And the secondary things, then I have to bear good fruits for Him. So salvation comes, But then there is fruits, good fruits, that Jesus touched my heart and He saved my life. And this is the helmet that we need to put on the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And have assurance that we're heaven bound and we're going to spend all eternity with Him. And the sword of the Spirit. That's why I say, if you came without a weapon, we need a weapon. A police officer cannot serve without his duty gun. He needs a weapon. In case a crazy guy comes, he's going to have to draw a weapon. So this is the weapon. And as Christians, in times that we're dealing, in times that we're living, times of scream warfare, times that we are engaged in a warfare for our lives, the life of our wives, our kids, the life of our families and friends, and we don't pick up the weapon. We don't have the weapon. We don't read the weapon. We do not take in the manna from God Almighty. When God Almighty gave the children of Israel the manna, they were supposed to collect it daily and use it just for that day. That manna, if you saved it for tomorrow, it was no good. It was full of maggots and worms. The manna that we get today is the Word of God as we partake and we get instruction from our commander, and He gives us this manna, this nutrients for the day, then we can just move forward. But how can we go into warfare without a weapon? I got saved in August 2nd, 1992. Do you know the day of your salvation? Do you know the day that you were born again of the Spirit? I know my day. I know the day that I came and I confessed Jesus to be Lord and King of my life. And it's written in my Bible right here on the first page. The day I gave my heart to Jesus Christ This year, And from that day, I have not retreated. From that day, I my weapon, because of sharpening the weapon, it has worn out. So I had to get new weapons. <laughs> But I got a new weapon, and I kept sharpening. So I'm the type of guy that I don't like to write a lot in my Bible. But certain things, certain scriptures that they really captivate me, I, I write them down. And I use those things. But it's not a bad thing to have this weapon be falling apart and all messed up. Because a person that has a Bible falling apart, his life is not falling apart. Mm-hmm. Their Bible is falling apart, but his life is secure in the Lord. I guarantee you that. Yeah. So to have a brand new shiny Bible, unless you buy it, a couple of days ago. <laughs> As you get into war, that sword is going to take a beating. So your sword, and Ken Grace one time came with a humongous sword. I said, man, that sword, if you, you can take somebody's hand with one swipe. Big sword, powerful sword. So I, I carry a Bible with big letters. <laughs> With big letters. Powerful <laughs> weapon. <laughs> 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 the word is a lamp unto work. We need to get on the word. And I guarantee you one thing. If you get a tea time on Sunday morning, you're not gonna have no problems. Nothing is going to happen to you that you be able to go and get that tea time. Now, you decide to get and start reading the, the Bible. Every phone call, everything is going to come, and it's just going to be. So for you not to be able to focus on what God wants to teach you in the manner that He wants to give you. Verse 18, Pray always with all prayers and supplications in the Spirit. Are you praying? Are you a person of prayer? This warfare is one on your knees and praying. As the Lord wants to take out our family in the Lord, as we come together and we pray, there is power in prayer. Prayer is that offensive weapon that we go into the enemy's camp and we take care of business through prayer. A lot of times people tell me, I've been praying for this family member. I say, how long is a long time? 20 years? When it compares to eternity, that's nothing. 20 years in in comparing itself when that person surrendered their hearts to the lord now they enter it into everlasting life 20 years to pray for a person is no time at all but we are in a microwave kind of society that we were too lazy to put one zero zero start now we press this key that it gives us one minute and you don't have to press three, but one. So we want our prayers to be answered like a microwave, instantly. Prayer without ceasing. Prayer, you know, getting on your knees in supplication for one another. So we need to pray for one another. And this is another area that we're failing because we don't pray for one another. I got a good memory. I'm not a guy that I need to write down a lot of things. But the Lord brings me things to my memory when He wants me to act. It could be at 2 o'clock in the morning. Boom! Somebody comes to mind. And I'm supposed to be sleeping. But my mind is not really into a deep sleep because God has said, Jose, here I am, Lord. I say, I want you to pray for this person. So I'm in my bed, my comfortable bed, and I pray, because the Lord is bringing that person to mind for some reason. It was just the other day, the Lord in the a night brought me this girl that was part of the youth group to my mind. So I prayed for her. That wasn't a Tuesday, on Wednesday, the girl showed up to Calvary Chapel, Miami, to the Wednesday service. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen that girl in over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? No. Mm-hmm. There's no coincidence. It's God appointed it before the foundation cycle mm-hmm. right of the world. So we need to be people that are in, in prayer with all supplication. And putting our petitions before the Lord. Being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplications for all the saints. To be watchful. My wife laughs. Uh, Jose, Rivero, Noel, all, all, all of us, we sit always in a restaurant, if that's the door. I'm not going to sit. If that's the door, I'm not going to sit over here. Because I don't know what's happening. So I need to sit always looking at the door. And my eyes is looking at this guy, at that guy, at that guy. So I'm looking. I'm watchful of my surroundings and everything that is happening. This is what Paul is talking about here. Watchful to the end. If I see... Mike, that he's downcast, he's kind of down. I have to know that Mike, he's not like that all the time. So as I'm watchful and I'm watching that he's not acting the same way as he always does, I come to him, Mike. Are you okay? And as a brother that I love, he's supposed to make no oh, man, I'm having a hard day. This way, and be transparent. Why? So I can pray for him. Amen. How can I? pray specific prayers for you if I don't know what's happening in your life. Everything is a mystery. We are all sinners. We have fallen short and it's all by grace and mercy. So don't try to build yourself up for something that you're not. Because that's hypocrisy. So when I'm a person, I'm transparent. If I'm upset, you are I'm to tell you that I'm upset and I'm gonna tell you that I wanted to break this guy's face. Because that's the truth. Oh, Prince the Lord, I was filled with the spirit. No, I was not, I was in the flesh. I wanted to go to town to this guy. Right, Jerry? <laughs> oh. Jerry saw me one time in action. <laughs> Dolphin Mall, this guy cussed me off. I work with my grandkids and my wife. He cut me off, and I had a swerve, and I stopped sideways. As I looked at her, he gave me gang signs. <laughs> he gave me funny signs with the hands that they were not nice. So I looked at it, and my head started saying, I can for him. I can go and break that wound with my elbow, take him out of the car just laying here. So, and my wife, she's telling me, Jose, remember you're a pastor. (laughs) Thank God for my wife. Thank you, Jesus, for my wife. She reminds me of my calling sometimes when I get in the flesh. So I looked at her and I said, I know. And she knew what I was thinking. And I looked at my grandkids that were behind, what happens if I go to town in front of my grandkids? Is that the spiritual leader of no. no? No. And Jerry and Mandy were at Dolphin Mall. Hey, that's Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about it go tell them tomorrow that i son someone engaged with this guy? And and don't be stopping. people are watching you. <laughs> and and they, on Sunday, are walking. Hey, hi, I saw you yesterday when that guy. Almost round you up. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I never know my testimony. <laughs> but for us to be watchful with the things that are happening within our lives. We all struggle. We all need prayer. And there's no better person The one that is on the trench with you in war, one that is fighting this war with you in the trenches, that he got shot. Now I'm going to pick him up, and I'm going to help him when he's down. I need somebody like that. I need people to be sincere and true also with me so we can edify and build each other up when we're down. And this is why we have to be watchful. We have to be watching what's going on. Somebody is in financial needs. we rather go and get a brand new pair of shoes than help this guy out with the FAML bill. Because our priorities are screwed up. Because we do not have accountability with one another. We say that we love each other, but do you truly love the brotherhood? In supplication for all the saints. 19, verse 19. And for me, the others, and, the others and may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly and to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chain, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So, for us, as the Lord gives us this discerning spirit, are we bold in our relationship with the Lord? And that's hard because sometimes we find ourselves in meetings at work and people are saying cursing the Lord are you going to stay quiet because this is a business thing that it might cost you it cost the Lord to die on the cross for you But now you're not bold in your stand you know and when somebody uh, just acts wrongly and they're in sin, in love, do you uh, uh, just approach and speak boldly? Hey Amen. You're shacking up with this girl. That's ungodly. You need to repent. Hey, brother, you know, you're ripping off from the company that you're working with. That's steaming. But as brothers in the Lord, we, we, it's not passing judgment, it's helping a brother and speaking the truth to a brother. In love, not in condemnation, not in self-righteousness. It's just in boldness with the truth. It's not a lie. And to make known the mysteries of the gospel, the things of the kingdom, are we bold with it? Do we take ownership? People go ahead and they take out their their shirts and they look like a lollipop. painted because they're part of a dolphin. They're a fish or they're a, a, a crazy bird. And now they paint on you. So you're willing to do stupid things that are worthy. But I used to Bold enough to get a sign and stand on a corner and says, "Repent, for the Jesus loves you. You need to repent." No, no, that that's that's freaky. I'm not going to do that. That's crazy. I'm not. I'm not going to go to an abortion clinic and make a stand for the unborn. No, no, no. That's for radicals. So you let all the things and you compromise and you compromise because. There is no boldness in your walk with the Lord. So your walk with the Lord is one of compromises because you're, oh, let me not look at that. Let me walk away from that and maybe I don't have to deal. Let Pastor Ras deal with it. Let George Lee, that he's a tiger to confront people, deal with it. No, I will have somebody else do it, Another. not me. And that's taking ownership. I'm going to take ownership of the team that you are a part of, of the army that you are a part of. Uh, Just on Monday, I was sharing with the Lighthouse School And in Joshua 5.13, it says, And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked. Joshua was a warrior. Joshua fought alongside of Moses as the Lord took him from Egypt into the promised land. And now Joshua gets a call from the Lord that he's supposed to be the go to guy and supposed to lead the children of Israel all the way in the promised land. So Joshua is a warrior. So Joshua is by the way of Jericho and he lifted his eyes because he's watchful. He's looking to see what's happening around him. And behold, a man stood opposite uh, of him, with his sword drawn in his hand. So Joshua sees this other man. And to see another man with the sword drawn, what does that mean? He wants to dance. He wants to get it on. Because if you're a warrior, and you're coming with your weapon, and in the middle of a street, you see somebody. With a drawn sword, you say, Okay, let's find out what this guy wants, and this is what happens here. And Joshua went to him and said, And you see the boldness of Joshua. Uh oh, he drew his sword. Run! He didn't do that. He drew the sword and he walked up to him to find out what's up. (laughs) And behold, a man stood opposite of him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or are you our adversary? So he brings him a question. Are we on the same army or we are enemies? Let me know so I can draw my sword and we can end this right here, right now. That's what he was saying. So he said, no. He said, no. But as commander of the armies of the Lord, I have come now. Now he tells them something. I'm the commander of the army that you're serving. And I'm here now. And Joshua fell to his face to the earth and worship. This is the reaction when Joshua found out who was in front of him. There was not, none of this crazy stuff that he was slain in the spirit and he fell backwards. When you are faced before God Almighty, there is only one way you are falling, not backwards forward in surrender and in worship so he bowed down and bent over to worship the commander of the army that he was serving and Joshua fell to his face to the earth and worship and he said to him what does my Lord say to his servant so now he asked him a question Give me an order. Give me a commandment. What do you want me to do? He didn't ask him, have you had a long trip? Are <laughs> you tired. Nonsense. Mumbo jumbo. Direct and specific. Tell me, as your servant, what you want me to do. Because he recognized who Jesus was. Do we recognize our call in our lives? And what the Lord wants us to do in such a time as this. We're living in exciting times. Crazy times by exciting. Because now I get to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ constantly. So it's not a bad thing. People are looking for a hope, not to a presidential candidate. Trump is not going to face it. The other guy that's always asleep is not going to face it. <laughs> no one is going to fix nothing in this world until the Lord takes out his church and brings judgment upon this earth. Things are not going to get better ever. Things, what the Bible says that they're going to get darker and more intense and they're going to just get radical because the enemy is on an agenda and his time is short so he's on a rampage. So the Lord Jesus has given us commandments as you have gifts and talents but we don't want to serve him. We don't want to give what belongs to Him through tithings and offerings. We don't do the work that God has called us and He has prepared us, and He has enabled us, and He has put us into the ministry. It's all about God manifesting Himself through you. That's why you got this call. So, what does the Lord want me to do. Lord, what do you want me to do? Are you growing weary of doing good? Lord, I got saved. I've been saved for a long time. I'm 58 years old. Mike, take over the, the Jumbo ministry. I need a break for today. I'm going to go to the ranch and sit on a hammock.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to sit on a hammock. There's no retirement for a Christian. If you're like looking for a 401k, it's in heaven. It's not here on earth. Your rewards, your riches, for me, to see a level one surrender their heart to Jesus, is, I can't explain it because, how can you put a dollar value in the soul of a person? There's no money value. So as the Lord has given me a call, I have to respond. So all of you have gifts and talents. What are you doing for the Lord today? Are you sitting in the night? Yeah, go, Jose. Temple him. Take him down, Jose. Hey, wait a minute. Jerry, go ahead. Go long, long. He's, he's open. Tackle him. Don't give instructions from the sideline. Get in the game. Get in the game and put your two cents in the game. And then you can come to me and say, Jose, you should have tackled that guy. Yeah, because you're right next to me. You missed it and I missed it. But next time we're not going to let it. We need to get into serving the Lord Jesus Christ in times like this. I don't have no time. The problem is, is that we don't have no time. There is not too much time left before you can just get ready to be raptured out of here. That's the thing. There is not much time before the Lord Jesus. And what is He going to find you doing? Hmm. Stupidity? Oh, Wait, I'm into basket reading ministry. (laughs) Warrior! You're going to west the demon ministry? No. <laughs> Why don't you go and take out a couple of guys, a couple of demons for Jesus? What's your ministry? I don't know. Ask the Lord. He's going to tell you. But when the Lord Jesus Christ and that trumpet sounds, that we're getting ready to see the bridegroom come for his bride. And His bride is us, and we're going to be a reign in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. we're going to be a reign in this white garment that is the purity of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is He going to find you doing as a warrior? You are a warrior of the Most High God. Have you forgot who you serve? For you to get to the gap, to the ground, and worship, and pray, and read your word. That's not a bad place to be. If the Lord comes back and sees you doing that, He's going to tell you, well done, my good and faithful servant. We need to be faithful. We need to be faithful to the Lord. I'm going to wrap it up here. The Lord has been good to us. Because as I look at my life, I should not be here. I should have been dead already. Without the Lord, I would have been dead. And He has shown mercy upon mercy on my life. Do you think I'm going to consume myself with the fears and the stupidities of this world? I'm going to listen to Fox I'm going to listen to CNN. I'm going to listen to the news that all they do is manipulate your brain and, and they bring deceit the because there is no truth. And that's where you are finding your hope in trying to a candidate. I might just vote for the sleeping guy so we can get <laughs> <stop. laughs> <laughs> want to Christ. Um, they want communism? Let, let's go for it. So you can come back and get us out of here quicker. I want to go to heaven. I want heaven. Heaven always. And the bridegroom has spent a long time hooking up. A palace. I want a palace in heaven. Not that I love shack. <laughs> okay. Jose here's your love shack you you sat down and did nothing here's take that little shack over there on the side Lord that's me okay I'm in I'll tell you don't be content or meet don't be content Almighty Samson was a mighty warrior. Dude, to get a lion and tear his head off, that dude was a bad dude. But he chose to take shortcuts, knowing his calling life, and he went through life as a sea average warrior. And at the end, his life was cut short, not because of the Lord, because he chose to live his life like that. We make the choice how we're going to live our lives. Am I going to be a sea average warrior for the Lord Jesus Christ? I want to be in the honorable world. Do I make mistakes? We all do. We understand. By striving. I fall, i to get up. I'm going to fall, I'm going to get up. I'm going to fall, I'm going to get up. And you as my brothers, I'm gonna help you up. Mm-hmm. Because as we do life together, and as long as the Lord has this old dude here, I got your back mm-hmm. in this thing. And I'm not I'm never gonna judge you. Because who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. A murderer, a fornicator, a, a thief? A long line of things. So I'm nobody to judge but I'm gonna help you. But one thing, I'm gonna speak truth into your heart. And if you hate me for it, and I'm speaking truth in God, not bringing passing judgment on you, then I'm okay. But let's pray. And I pray even today, as you examine yourself, have you been one of those persons that have never come before Jesus and says, Jesus, I repent. Mm-hmm. Today is the day of salvation. I've been playing it for you, with you, all this time. I'm going to confess with my mouth today that you are Lord of my life. Mm-hmm. And I want to do business with you from this day forward. Mm-hmm. If that's you, too, you need to repent. You need to find within all your power. And it's a difficult thing. But the enemy is saying, don't do that. You don't need to do that. And Jesus is saying, I'm for you. Repent. Come to me. And I will give you rest. And, and there's that spiritual battle. And some of you guys need to get right with Jesus. You need to stop playing games. Because the days that we're living... Those days of playing in are done. This is going to speed up, and Jesus, the trumpet is going to sound, and you're going to be left behind. And that will be a shame. So let's bow our heads, let's bow our hearts before the Lord.